Welcome to the Dubs Only Podcast, your weekly insight on the world of sports. We are your hosts, Nevin Whitehead. I'm Noah Winfrey. Please rate and subscribe, and without further ado, let's get this thing started. Today's pod, we will be discussing Tom Brady, the MVP and playoff race in the NBA, and the college basketball landscape prior to the conference tourneys next week. Um, the first topic of today is going to be the MVP race in the NBA, and I'll let Noah take it from here. What do you think about the MVP race, man? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I think when you're watching ESPN or, you know, Fox Sports 1 nowadays, uh, people are kind of, you know, trying to argue that LeBron um, is catching up to Giannis in the MVP race, and I just personally don't really understand it. I mean, you look at what Giannis has done, averaging like 29.6 points a game, almost 14 rebounds. Um, with, you know, the highest PER in the history of the league. In the history of the league. Yeah, I mean, on the best team in the league, too, who's on track to win almost 70 games. I just don't really understand how, you know, you can have LeBron. Uh, like, I understand, like, LeBron's take. Like, the Lakers are the number one team in the West. Apparently the West is better, but we'll get to that later on in the pod. Um, LeBron's playing a great year. He's 35 years old, and he's doing things unprecedented at 35. I get that. But when you look at Giannis' stats, especially, like, Per 36, the dude would be averaging like 35, 17 with like six assists. He's the best defender maybe in the league. Doesn't get enough love for that. He's a shot blocker. He plays great team defense. He knows where he's on the, positionally on the court at all times. And LeBron, yeah, he's doing great things. But he also has Anthony Davis on his team. Yeah, no, I think that's the biggest thing for me too. I mean, you look at just the discrepancy between the second best player on each yeah. team and then, you know, look at which team is actually having the better season, and it's the Bucks. The Bucks so I think, yeah. you know, more of the burden rides on Giannis's shoulders. I think LeBron can have an off game, and Anthony Davis can go for 45, 50 points, and they can still win. I think that's consistent, too. Like, if LeBron has an off game, consistently Anthony Davis will pick up the slack. I can't say the same about Chris Middleton or Eric Bledsoe. No, I think if Giannis has a bad game, which has only maybe happened a couple times couple this times. year, like the other night when they played the Heat, I think Giannis only had 18, 19 points. Yeah, they And losing. they're losing badly. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody else to pick up the slide. Chris Middleton will have a game here or there where the guy goes off. He'll pull up. It's usually against the Celtics, to be honest. He loves playing up in Boston. But he he's not the same type of player, caliber player as Anthony Davis. You look in the history of the league. There's only very rarely been a couple guys in the league that win the MVP when you have like another top ten guy on your team. Even like when Michael Jordan was winning MVPs, he was so cutting away the best player on his team, even though Scottie Pippen obviously a Hall of Famer, but he was carrying the team. Yeah, no, I mean I think it's a decent argument to have to debate whether Anthony Davis has arguably been more valuable right now to the Lakers. I yeah. mean I don't think I would argue that. No, I wouldn't. But, I, but nobody on earth has argued Milton's more. You know what I mean? The Middleton's better than Giannis. Yeah, like, nobody. That's just not happening. Like obviously, Giannis yeah. is the best player on his team. I know that the Bucks have a good team around Giannis, and like they set that up perfectly, where they have a bunch of shooters around him, guys that can space the floor and give Giannis one-on-one opportunities. That doesn't take away from the fact that he's like a seven-foot guy with arms to the ceiling that can make moves, get to the basket. His three-point percentage has gone gone up, so he's a respectable three-point shooter. You don't have to really guard him out there, but you still have to respect the shot. You can't just like play ten feet off of him. Like we see with some other guys in the list. Our next topic, basically, um, West versus East. Past years, West has been probably far and away the better, you know, conference in the NBA. 
<clears throat> this year, people are still saying that. I don't know if it's entirely true. No, I mean, I don't either. I think a big part of people's LeBron argument, so if they have the an West. argument, is that he plays in the West. But, you know, I think when looking over, actually, the teams in each conference, I think it's closer than a lot of people think. Um, you know, starting from the top, uh, you know, I think the Bucks right now are arguably better than the Lakers or the Clippers, whoever you want to put there. Um, the Celtics are having a phenomenal season. Phenomenal, post-Kyrie era. Everyone yeah. thought we might have had a down year because Kyrie Kemba, who's better. I think overall, just Kemba's a way better teammate, and that's what the team needed. And Jason Tatum is blossoming into a superstar before our very eyes, which is what I want to see as a Celtics fan. Yeah, That's exactly no. what I want yeah, to see. Yeah, no, and then next, I think you look at Toronto, who really hasn't taken much of a step back at all after losing Kawhi. I know. Um, you know, and do I think Toronto or Boston could go up with the team against, you know, like the Denver Nuggets in of the course. series? You know, I think, as I said, you know, to you the other day, as a Celtics fan, I think Boston could damn near sweep the Nuggets in a series. Like, what have the Nuggets done in the playoffs? Like, yeah, they barely no, got past the Spurs last year. Barely. They played Portland in the second round, correct? Correct, yeah. And they barely got past Portland, I'm pretty sure. No, last year? They lost to Portland. They lost to Portland. Because Portland That's what happened. to the West Conference. Yeah, because Portland made it all the way, and they were like, this never happens. Like, But if you just take the top six from each conference, like top six in the East, you got Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, Sixers. In the West, it's Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz, Thunder. And then you got the Mavs as well. But if you take those top six, seven teams against each other. They're pretty comparable. Pretty comparable. And the bottom is just like the bottom on the other side. Like you're going to have the, like the Suns and these crappy teams, like yep. the Wizards in the East. These teams that aren't very good. You're going to have like the disparity, obviously, from like seven to eight. They're both in the same conference, like in the same type of things in both conferences. I just don't think that the East has got enough love this year when regarding like how – Stack there. People are picking the Sixers beginning of the year. Yeah, nobody. I mean, I'm not even bringing them up, but obviously, I mean, if they get clicking on all cylinders, yeah, and their best players are healthy, yeah, um, you know, I think they got a good shot to beat a lot of teams too. Any team, really. If, if you looked at every single talk show in the morning, anything, first take. Uh, if you're listening to another sports podcast, everyone in the beginning of the year taking the Sixers. Like, look who they had. They had Embiid, Simmons. They got Horford in. They got Josh Richardson in. They Tobias just signed Harris. Tobias Harris. I mean, the average lineup, the average height on that lineup was like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, like, cross the board, all good defenders. And I don't know what's going on. I don't think Brett Brown's a great coach, personally. But it's hard to, like, mix those pieces together when there's not much shooting. And right now, they're sixth in the East. And everyone's picking them to win the East. No, and I mean, they Go got the, the talent with all the top teams in the league. Oh, I yeah. I mean, if you look at the rosters. I mean, yeah. They got four max contract guys. Four max contract. Well, maybe that's hurting. Yeah, it definitely is hurting. Them because I mean, they have no... Korkmaz is their best shooter right Yeah, now. no, I mean, Raul Neto played for my Jazz. Yeah. I mean, he's out there playing serious club. Raul... And but, he was like our four-string guy. But, like, is this Ben... I'm hearing this Ben Simmons things might be more serious than people are given. The injury? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it? it's a back injury, right? Yeah, no, and I don't think and they're no reevaluating for a few weeks. Back, back injuries are nothing to fuck with because if your back goes, you cannot play at all. You might yeah. be out for a couple months and beads hurt. Like, they had a lineup. They were playing, who, Shake Melton. Was going off at yeah. 39. Yeah, yeah, Shake Milton. Yeah. Shake Milton. His goddamn name is Shake. And he's bu- <laughs> dropping buckets out here. I mean, props to him. He went off. Like, made how many threes in a row? 13? Yeah, no, I'm not Tied, sure. like, the NBA record for Yeah, on the Clippers, th- too. On the Clippers, who's supposedly you know, yeah. the best defensive team with the two top 10 defensive guys. Yeah. But I'm still saying, like, if you're a Sixers fan, I'd be worried. You're going to go up in the playoffs against a team like the Heat, who's obviously good defensive team as well, and 
Not to mention Jimmy Butler might have a vendetta against you. Yeah, no. Uh, I kind of want to talk about my jazz for a little bit. Let's talk about the jazz. So I'm from Salt Lake. Uh, growing up, I mean, the jazz really the only thing you got there. I mean, we sell out every game pretty much. I went to three or four when I was back in town in December. Um, we had a little bit of a rough stretch, but I don't know if you've seen Mike Conley's playing fantastic. Now. I'm not on the Mike Conley uh, wave. We've won three straight now, mind you, against the bottom feeders in the That's league. That's what I'm saying. When the you guys Cleveland's win. The Knicks, I mean, the Knicks did beat the Rockets the other day. Yeah, I mean, a win's a win in the NBA. Harden was out at the but night close the night before. Conley's shooting, you know, nine or ten shots a game, and he's had like 17-plus points in the last three. Does, um, in the last three, though, like I need him to do it over a ten-game span. He's been good, though, since the injury. Um, in a couple games before the injury, he's been solid. I mean, I know he went on like a five to ten game spree where he was averaging like eighteen and five. Is he a liability on defense? Because that's what I'm saying with the he's pick been, and roll. He's been on an All NBA team. I know. In the past, this year though, when him and Rudy Bear in the pick and roll, like in the games I've seen them play, they will go try to switch Conley on a guy and let them go one on one. That's why so. Conley's not playing. Like he wasn't playing the final minutes because. At least in some games, he was getting fried. Yeah, no. they get him and Rudy, and I know people. Rudy Gobert, the differences of Rudy Gobert and like how people view him, it, it's a big on the spectrum. People either love Rudy Gobert or they don't really like him. I'm on leaning towards I don't really like him. Dude's got zero hands. But you can't deny that he's decently defensively. Like no, yeah, he's the best defender in the league. Oh my here, God. Here's here we my, go. Here's here my we thing. Go. Let's hear uh, Rudy Gary. No, Rudy I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and talk about Rudy. But I mean, I do think if you don't watch the games and you just look at the box score, it doesn't tell the story. I watch the games. You I, watch a few of the games. <laughs> I mean, you watch the games. I watch some but, of the games. I mean, Rudy offensively has never really been there for me. But if you can get him the ball in position, I mean, he is a – I mean, all he really does is dunk, to be honest. He kind of has this hook shot. He's incorporated a little bit. But, but dude, I mean, he is like I, – I just don't see it. He has zero hands. He always gets frustrated when he doesn't get the ball. Yeah. But the teammates around him, at least when I watch the game, they're like, we're not going to throw you the ball because you turn it over. It always goes through his hands. He misses easy layups. He gets blocked. He gets bodied out. He's a big dude. He shouldn't get bodied out. Right. No, I agree. I, I just don't know if Rudy Gobert is the stone in the middle of your... I mean, he's not our best player, oh, in my yeah. opinion. Oh. I mean, Donovan Mitchell no, is, is. And Boyan Bogdanovich is our second best scorer. I mean, he's having a fantastic year, averaging over 20 points a game. Yeah. And I just think that team, if click on all centers, we've established that we can beat the best teams in the West. I mean, the Clippers, we beat them by 20 in L.A., um, with all their best players playing, True. nobody's True. talking about that, and it's just because you know we. But had you to, also go on these runs where you like lose a lot of games. Yeah, no, we went on the run where we lost four, then we won four, and yeah. then we just lost uh, three or four, and we lost. We won another three. Yeah, um, we got Boston, your team. We got Boston, your team on Friday. On Friday, um, and I'm not even really concerned of whether we win that one or not. I just hope they look good. Like if we lose lose a close road game to you guys and we look like we belong, yeah. that would be a moral victory for how the last you know ten fifteen games have gone. The last Boston Utah game we watched together, and if Donnie didn't actually go off, we would have beat you all by like twenty five thirty. Yeah, no, that's probably true. Like, I mean, it was a tie game at the end of the third quarter. Though. Yeah, and Donnie and then, was having like a, one of the best games I've seen. Yeah, in and life. then Marcus Smart went crazy in the fourth. Marcus Smart, I mean, you could say the same thing. We could have won that game if Marcus Smart didn't have some crazy. But he also missed like nine threes in that game in the first half. Yeah. Right? Like, like that's Marcus Smart. That's Mark. If Marcus Smart, this is my thing. Marcus Smart. If he takes over eight threes a game, there's a good chance the other team is winning. I love Marcus Smart. He's yeah. great defensively. He's the heart and soul of the Celtics. But if he's taking over eight threes a game, if he has over thirteen shots a game, 
I want to see Boston's record because I'm pretty sure they're not winning most of those games. He's he's like a 33, 34% three-point shooter. Yeah. And then it looks like he's so swaggy. He just takes the worst shots in the worst times. Like when we're down, we're up four, up three, with three minutes left in the game, there's three guys, four guys I want taking the shot ahead of Marcus Smart. No, it always seems like, even the Utah game, like I didn't want him shooting those shots. They yeah, went luck- in. Yeah, luckily. And I was like, no. And they would go in anyways. Yeah. But yeah, Mar- yeah, there's some guys on your team like the Utah Jazz. How far do you think they're going to get the playoffs? You know, I've kind of been changing up all year. I mean, I had you a said serious, Western Conference Finals. I, no, I mean, I had a serious thought. I mean, I think it was like if I put a hundred dollars yeah, on the 31. Jazz to win the finals, it's something like thirty-one hundred dollar payout. It, it, it was a thirty-to-one uh, and odds. probably you better know, now. As being someone who watches all the teams, yeah, the Jazz at their best, in my opinion, are pretty much as good as anybody in the league. But because Donovan Mitchell could replicate anybody's production. I mean, we put in that game against the Clippers, Paul George uh, and Kawhi each have like 20. Mitchell has 35. Looked like by far the best player on the court. You got another guy who can get you 30. I think Bogdanovich has over 10 30-point games this season. Yeah, bogey season. Um, you know, Jordan Clarkson has a couple 30-point games since he's been there. I mean, he's been the greatest addition during the season, I think, in the league right now. I mean, Jordan Clarkson doesn't get enough love. And, like, you're not going to get that many Utah Jazz games on national broadcasting games, yeah. right? But when I watch Jordan Clarkson... He's always coming up with heat off the bench. Yeah, always. No. He always looks like a six, six man of the year candidate yeah. right now. I mean, I don't think he will be. No, because um, Lou Williams is dropping. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, when Lou, Lou Will's in the league, they just they that Clippers team depends so much on their bench scoring. And, and Lou, Lou Will, Will plays thirty minutes a game. That's, That's what pisses me off about it. Yeah, Lou Will's going to win every six man of the year award because he plays starter minutes. He plays starter minutes. And he he just, doesn't like coming. Up. He likes coming off the bench more and scoring against second unit guys. You yeah, know? it's just not the same. Um, but in so if we're doing we're talking playoff races right now, which is only twenty games left, I believe, in the season. Playoffs are right around the corner. Basically, we know besides the West, we know who's going to get in. Besides the A seed, and there's like a little fight right now. I was hoping the Pelicans would make a better push, but they've been struggling as of late. Lost what two, three in a row. Yeah, Against, and I Memphis mean, is looking better. I mean, we both thought you know Memphis. Right before the All Star break and right after, we're struggling. Yeah. I mean, losing pretty much all their games. Yeah. And now they've won three straight. Three I straight think. on the bounce. John Morant. I mean, I think it's really trying to make a push to prove he deserves the Rookie of the Year because I kind of think it's a little bit blasphemous they wouldn't give it to him. I know you're a big Zion guy. Nevin here is a Duke fan, so he Zion. He has you know is freaky, but I rose do think. Glasses. Yeah, I, I definitely do. But I think that if you don't play half the season, there's no way Jaws not winning it especially the way the Pelicans are playing right now. And sometimes they rely too much on Zion. Like, their offense sometimes comes to a halt. They don't run any plays for him. Well, well, he doesn't know any plays. His play is, I'm going to post up in transition, or I'm going to post up on the short block in the half court, either spin, which we call the Zion spin, because Alonzo finds him, like, every time now. It's unbelievable. But they just – it's Alvin Gentry is a running gun – you know, team, and in the final three minutes, four minutes, the Pelicans don't know what to do. Like in the Lakers, they think they scored one point in the last four minutes at in LA last night against Dallas. They couldn't score in the final. They went to the OT, but they were struggling in the final, like a couple minutes, drawing up plays and getting easy buckets. Yeah. And it's at those times, like crunch times, you need to have a player that can go get his own. And right now, Zion can, but he's not consistent enough. I think it. Brandon Ingram can, but he's kind of taking a back seat a little I bit. I know, because which I do think. 
could potentially be a problem. I think yeah. Brandon Ingram's struggling with the fact there's this new guy in there who needs to be the lean scorer after, right after he makes his first All-Star game. Yeah. I mean, it had multiple 40-point games this I mean, season. I was Was balling. hooping. Yeah, he was hooping. And now Zion tough. comes in and expects all the touches, which, I mean, he deserves. I mean, yeah, but, he is the number one guy. He wants to get the ball, but it's not like you don't have top five guys on the team. Like, Drew Holiday is an All-Star usually. Brandon Ingram, all-star this year. He was also a top three pick. Lonzo Ball was also a top three pick. But he wants to be a facilitator more. But what I'm saying is that when the touches are coming away from Brandon Ingram, they don't really know who the guy is right now to go to. There's three guys that are kind of vying for it. And that's kind of clogging up the offense. And that's why I don't think the Pelicans are going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, no, five I, I games don't back with 20 to go. That's You have to go to win at least 15, 16, 15, of, those. 16 of those games. Yeah. And I know they have an easy schedule, but... The way Memphis is playing right now, even the Kings, Damien's back for Portland. Yeah, Portland could make a push. I think Portland. I mean, last night, I mean, I was telling Nevin, they had four starters over 21 points, I think. Yeah. Or 22 points. um, And they beat the brakes off whoever they were playing. Um, I don't even know who they were. I don't know who they were playing, but I mean, Dame came back, didn't really take many shots. Yeah. Um, Mello played good. McCollum kind of took, you know, the main scorer role again while Dame's getting healthy. I thought Mello would play. Well, in, no. in the NBA again, he's playing decent. He still is. can't play like a defense. No, but I mean, but I no think one on Portland can. Like, no one on Portland can. Yeah, you're right. They beat the Wizards last night. Oh, by they 20. beat the Wizards by twenty, which I mean isn't saying a ton. I think me and Butter could drop at least forty on the Wizards. <laughs> we could probably drop ten <laughs> each. Bradley on the Beal hasn't played defense since he was <laughs> in, at, in Florida. At yeah, Florida, yeah. And that's because Billy Donovan made him play defense. Pretty sure. Yeah, but like it's the Wizards team is so bad on defense. But I do think that Portland, and if you were to say out of all the teams, the Kings, Portland, Memphis, Pelicans, all those teams right now, you need one guy to go get you a bucket at the end of the game. Is there anyone better in the league than Damian Lillard no. at getting clutch buckets? Do you think With him though, healthy, he's a freak. Who do you think out of those four teams has the best shot at upsetting the Lakers? I think the Pelicans do. I think the Pelicans do too. But like, there's no way. I don't think any of those teams will win against the Lakers in a seven-game series especially with home court in L.A. But I do think the Pelicans have the best chance. No, I mean, I think you got a couple guys who are pissed off at the Lakers franchise. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo pretty much just being thrown to the curb for and one Josh guy. And Josh Hart's a feisty guy. Like, I mean, he gets after it every game. Yeah. And he's not happy. Well, he, not that he's not happy. He's getting more PT now. Yeah. But, I mean, when he plays against the Lakers, he plays hard. Like, he plays good, hard defense. Usually shoots the ball pretty well against them, too. So I would love to see that. Just it'd be a great storyline. So I just don't think it's gonna happen now. I think it's a little too too little too late. Yeah, as no, I say. agree. I agree. So. I mean, maybe Portland's got a chance. I mean, if they came in and Dame was on some crazy run, I mean, he scored fifty a game like yeah. he was over you know that last oh, couple weeks before he got hurt. The All Star break. Yeah, before the All Star break, he was insane. I mean, I don't know if the Lakers can keep up with that. I mean, who can? I mean, when who somebody's can? playing like the best basketball ever. But if the if the Lakers play in Portland, Hassan Whiteside is gonna give up. 35 to Anthony Davis every night. Yeah. There's no one on the team. Like, Caleb Swanigan's going to guard Anthony Davis. No, Are you kidding no. Me? Caleb Swanigan's terrible. Yeah. So, we think that probably either it's going to be Portland or Memphis, last seed in the West. Who do you got going to the Western Finals? You know, realistically, if I'm not going to take my Jazz, because I feel like that's a real controversial take right now. Yeah. I would probably say the LA teams. I mean, I think if the Rockets are interesting. I think we should talk we're a little gonna bit about, the talk about the Rockets. We're going to definitely talk about the I think the Rockets small ball thing's kind of working out. They're pretty un- unbelievable the small ball thing. To have no guys over 6'7", like Covington's playing like he's 6'10", getting mad boards. 
PJ Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, he's like a Charles Barkley. PJ Tucker is tiny little dude, built like a linebacker. Like yeah. he should play linebacker at Texas instead of playing power forward at Texas. He's a, f- a freak of nature. His shoulders and his ass is like this big. It's huge. He boxes out everyone. Plays good defense. Plays tough every night. He's gonna be a good like short corner three guy, which you need on that team to space the ball, ball out. But the reason why this thing is all working. Is because that boy Russell Westbrook, the Brody. Yeah, no, I mean Russell Westbrook looks like the best player on the Rockets right now. Yeah, over the last month of the season. Oh, uh, he definitely, in my opinion, should have won Western Player Com- or, or Western Conference Player of the Month. Yeah, this year over LeBron, in my opinion. Yeah, um, you know the dude is just attacking the basket. He's come to the realization he's not a good three point shooter, which is which crazy. Is, which is crazy to me because he seems like the dude who would be too prideful yeah. to realize that. And He's a proud dude, man. He plays hard every night, and a lot of guys don't switch their game like this late to their career. The dude's won an MVP. He's averaged triple-doubles for a couple seasons. Yeah. And to say that, man, I'm not going to – in the start of the season, he was shooting like four or five a game. And now he's like, I'm not even going to shoot barely two a game. I'm just going to take it to the basket because there's no one down there who can stop who me. Who can stop me. You know, and then I think he gets down there, and if he is going to get stopped, he's got four guys who can shoot their asses Agreed. off. Yeah. Um, that he can feed, you know, and then obviously James Harden. I think he's been struggling a little bit as of late, but, you know, at any point he can get on his roll again and go on a string of 50-point games. Harden has, like, these weeks in the NBA where he'll drop, like, 50, 55, 60. And you're like, oh, my God, this guy's averaging 47 a game this week. He had a couple down games, whatever, that happens to him. But with this small ball, it just gives him so much more room to operate at the top of the key. And if he gets to, like, the hole – and just doing that lefty walk through, and like I'm gonna get fouled. He gets to the line how many times? Twelve times a game, ten times a game. Yeah, at least. I mean, he's gonna drop thirty, and you're gonna be like, "Where did he drop that thirty from?" He just quiet thirty, just comes up, and then Brody's dropping like thirty a game. That's sixty right there. They're playing good defense because Harden doesn't need to play defense on the best guy when you have Covington on the team now. They're playing good team defense. And I think that they can make a push in the West, dude. No, I do too. And I think, you know, one of the biggest concerns most people have is their lack of rebounding. Yeah. But, I mean, I was talking to Nevin about it. You look, and their two guards, you know, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, are a couple of the best rebounding guards in the league. Yeah. I mean, Russell Westbrook is by and far the best rebounding point guard in the league. Um, And it's like, yeah. So they kind of have, you know, like a rebounding by committee thing going on. You know Tucker's going to get you seven, eight boards. You know Covington can give you seven, eight boards. Westbrook could give you 15, 16 boards one night. You have no idea. Well, the thing that with the small people are taking into consideration, too, is that they're big everywhere else besides the center position. So they're going to outsize everyone else's guards. Exactly. Like, people, they're like, oh, my God, this small ball thing. Like, Covington's 6'7". Tucker 6'6", six, six. Brody's what, 6'3", six, 6'4"? Six, yeah, and Harden, but I mean, six, six. like a linebacker. Yeah, maybe. and Harden's 6'6". Six, six. Like, there's, their guys are huge around. And then you have, a, you know, a center, but sometimes a center can't even be on the court because they're just attacking him off the dribble. Yeah. Like, no, when they Gobert can... played, like when Utah played them, like, could not keep Gobert on the court. You think he finished, like, 6'6". Six six. Yeah, no, but, I mean, they had Gobert. We had Gobert guard Westbrook. I know. Uh, that's what? what we thought was the best move for us, to let Westbrook come in and try to contest Gobert, and he did a phenomenal job with it. He scored, like, 45 points. Yeah. yeah. Uh, had no tro- pro- trouble with Gobert. I mean, we did beat him that first game. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the Jazz can hang with the Rockets, but, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's been a, you know, experiment gone right so far outside of the New York loss the other night. Yeah, which was like a fluke loss, I think. After you're playing so well, you've won, like, what, 10 out of 12? Yeah, you're not worrying about a Knicks game. You're not worrying about a Knicks game, dude. Plus, you're in New York. People like to go out in New York. My Harden theory. 
when he plays in other cities and the team's not that great, he balls out the night before. He yeah. does not ball out during the game. Um, but, yeah, I just think that Russell doing a great job. Daryl Morey probably needs a little bit of recognition, the GM for the Rockets, because no one at the beginning of the year thought Russell and Harden were going to work. And instead of, like, kind of pulling back on it, he goes, fuck it, we're going all in on this idea. Ship Clint Capella out. We're going to go all small ball and let these guys do their thing. And look how it's turned out. So far, it's working great. I think he needs some recognition on that. Um, yeah, that's probably it for the NBA, though. NBA talk could probably get on that. Yeah, you know, I think uh, we'll go into college basketball uh, now. I mean, we're here in back. Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, which... Arizona. Beautiful. It's going to be 80 degrees here on March 4th. For y'all having tornadoes and snowstorms all over the country, if you want to come somewhere nice in the winter, Tucson, Arizona, oh, minus yeah. the tweakers, is a beautiful place to live in the winter. I'm telling you right now. But college basketball in Tucson, it's up in the air right now. It is. I mean, Sean Miller, is he going to have a job next year, depending on how this next couple weeks go? I mean, I think uh, when you looked at the recruiting class we brought in, you know, with Nico Mannion and Josh Green, who I think were both top seven recruits. Two top eight, yeah. Top eight. Top eight recruits. Um, you know, and then Zeke Naji, who's actually been a pretty pleasant surprise. He's top 30 recruit. Yeah, like top 30 recruit. I mean, nobody really expected him to be good, that great. Mm-hmm. But he's the best out of the three, which I think is I the think concern. So yeah. Um, Nico Mannion, if you haven't heard of him, he's Pace Mannion's son. He's like an NBA, you know, ex-NBA player. Yep. Little ginger kid from Italy. Um he has been kind of a huge disappointment. I mean, he's been projected, you know, huge tops. disappointment. I think he's been a huge disappointment. We're going there. Uh-huh. I don't think there's been one game you can really point to all year where Nico is the reason we won necessarily. Besides, like the super early non-conference games against yeah, bad like teams. Pepper nine and the Pepper Gun so. game. I don't even think he played that good. He no. hit the buzzer beater shot. And his best game was probably against UCLA. Last time I saw him play. Yeah, last week. Last week. And they lost the game. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we're sitting at like 19 and 10 19 and 11. Yep. Preseason, uh, top 20 team. Yeah, you know, I'll be at the game tonight. We got Washington State, and, you know, hopefully we win these two Washington games. But, I mean, uh, besides that, I mean, I don't even know if we're really going to make the tournament. I mean, if we lose these two and then we get bounced early in the Pac-12 tournament, I think, you know, anything's possible. If you lose these two and you're sitting at 19 and 12 going to the Pac-12 tournament, you got to be projected as like a 10 seed at that point, and you got to win a few games in the Pac-12 tournament. Because if you lose early to a team you're not supposed to lose to, like because you guys are going to get the bye the first. Yeah, I mean maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean if you I guys lose the next game, you won't get the bye. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Isn't top four teams get a bye in the Pac-12? Yeah. So yeah, but just think about it. You have a top three recruiting class coming in this year. Sean Miller is supposed to be. He hasn't done that great of things. He has like all this scandal around him with paying players. If he doesn't do that much this year, and the recruiting class next year is not... Not anything. Not I anything. think they got it's like a top four-star guy. It's not right. even top 50. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Sean will land some late grad transfers and stuff, which he always does. Yeah. I mean, this year, Max Hazard, Stone Gettings, both have serious roles on our team. Stone um, Gettings. I mean, Stone's starting right now. now. Yeah, um, screw Chase Jeter. He sucks. But, yeah, no, I mean, I just think when you look at the Pac-12, you probably say, you know, Oregon is the best team in the Pac-12, and Oregon. they got yeah. one guy... Who's Peyton Pritchard? I mean, if you guys haven't seen him, watch Peyton Pritchard play basketball and tell him tell me he doesn't have the best old man game you've ever seen. Yeah, no, I mean the kid can shoot from anywhere. He posts you up. He can he, post you up. He, he runs his vision. ass off. Great in transition. Yeah, he he's had the ultimate old man game. I like Peyton Pritchard a lot. He looks like he's half asleep on all plays. His eyes have like that kind of like Brandon Ingram look, where he looks like he's half asleep. 
But then he just balls out on you. I mean, he dropped, like, what? Almost he dropped 40, 40 on us, and I told Nevin before the game, I was at this uh, the Oregon-Arizona game a couple weeks ago, and I said, hey, you know, if Nico can replicate what, P- what Peyton Pritchard does tonight, yeah. we're in good shape. I mean, Nico is a top-10 pick, right? I mean, they're he saying, should be able to replicate someone who might not even get drafted. Yeah. If Pritchard dropped 40, 40. Nico had, like, we 12. That's exactly what we said. <laughs> we like, if Nico can kind of play like Pritchard, Arizona should win the game at home. Yeah. And he didn't get, like, a fourth of the points no. that Richard did. And we went to overtime. We missed four free throws that would have won any. Josh Green hit one. had a concussion. Coloco. Yeah. You don't expect Coloco to make free throws. Yeah. But, yeah, the Pac-12 is up. And it's actually up fair game right now, I think. Because Colorado's hit or miss. Oregon, I think, is a favorite. Um, Stanford's playing really good basketball, too, right now. ASU's playing really good basketball. ASU's playing good basketball. You UCLA. Yeah. USC is, like... Kind of on the bubble, too. A lot of teams are vying for their life in the tournament this weekend, which this is probably the craziest weekend next couple weeks of sports, I think. You have NFL free agency starting, college basketball tournament. Like, all the <coughs> conference tournaments are the week before the actual tournament. NBA, everyone's fighting for a playoff spot. NBA, everyone's vying for a playoff spot. MVP race, like we were talking about, heating up. Is March the best sport month of the year? It could be up there. No, I think it probably is. For me, I mean, as a diehard basketball fan. Like, November is sick because you have, like, college football playoffs and, like, everyone. NFL. NFL is in full swing. NBA kind of, you NBA know, starting to ramp up. Yep. But I think if you're looking at March, I think the weather has something to do with it, too. Everyone's like, we can day drink and watch games. That's sick. And November, <clears throat> can't really do that. So, hot take of the week. March is the best sports month Oh yeah, no, year. I think it is. Okay, and this. Well, what's our take on gambling for March Madness? That's what I want to hear. I want uh, to hear because you're going to Vegas, right, next week. Yeah, no, I'm going to Vegas for the Pac-12 tournament. tournament. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll be there like Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, but I just uh, personally, I mean, I wouldn't put a dime oh, on dude. March Madness. This year, a Nevin, lot of teams are gonna. Yeah, I mean, Nevin's from North Carolina. He's a big Duke fan, and I mean, watching their games has even been hard to watch. Holy sometimes. shit, dude. Because they've lost some bad ones. We'll, we'll beat Carolina in, like, the game of the year, that overtime game, where Trey Jones is missing free throws and getting where to huck it up shots and making them. And we'll beat Florida State with a top-10 team. And then we'll lose to fucking Clemson and Wake Forest and lose to NC State by 20. 22. Yeah. So this there's no predominant number one team. If I were to say put your money on anyone, it'd be Kansas. Do I trust Bill Self going late in the tournament? Not really. Um, they do have a, a dominant force down low, though, Azubuke. I think that's how you say his name. My pronunciations aren't great. But, I mean, last night against TCU, went 13-14, had 14 rebounds, only one foul. If you're going to put money on a team to win the tournament, I think Kansas, they got good guard play. That Dotson kid's good. But Yeah, no, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, obviously you had Gonzaga and Baylor at the top. Yeah, Baylor's Uh, kind of falling off lately. Yeah, I mean, Baylor loses that TCU game, and that plays Texas Tech. Should have lost that game. Should have lost that game. Gonzaga plays BYU, and coming from Salt Lake, BYU, I mean, is looking like a serious team who can do it, in my opinion. I mean, they. I think their only real losses. Their only real losses are like San Diego State. They lost to Utah like the second game of the season in overtime. Yeah. Um. You know, but I think they've only got three losses or something like that, and they beat the you know beat the crap out of B, or Gonzaga. Gonzaga a couple yeah, weeks yeah. ago. 
Um, yeah, I just it'll think, be interesting this year. You know, I don't think BYU realistically has a chance, but I just think, you know, by saying that, I'm trying to say that any of these little teams, yeah. I don't think they're that much worse than any of these big I think this is a year that, like, a 9, 10, 11, 12 seed makes, like, a really deep run, kind of like Loyola Marymount did a couple of years ago. But this year, I think it could be anyone. Like, you don't have to have a perfect matchup bracket where there's a lot of upsets. I think straight off... A 10 could beat a 2, a 11 could beat a 2. Like, anyone could beat anyone this year. Also, the draft class isn't that great, so there's no, like, standout player. Like, last year when, obviously, Zion and John, like, John Morant basically won two games for Murray State, or won a game for Murray State in the tournament. I mean, right. he was unbelievable himself, yeah. against Marquette. He just went off. There's no player like that this year that's going to, like, take over, that I know of yet, that's going to take over the game and win games on its own. It's going to be more of a team basketball this year in the tournament, which will be interesting to watch. But, yeah, just don't put money on it. Yeah, I mean, I think it will be a great March Madness in some ways, but it's definitely not one you should make a bracket and think you've got something there. You know what I mean? (laughs) There's going to be a lot of, like, brackets done after the first round. Because I know for a fact one team that's going to be, like, a two or three seed that someone has going far. We'll just see what happens when the bracket comes out. But, like, Dayton or something, a lot of people are going to have Dayton at being number one seed going far in the tournament. They could lose in the first weekend. The second yeah, weekend. You never know. You never know. They can lose that one, like that 8 9 matchup, and Dayton comes out of the 16 and then plays the 8 9, and they can lose. Yeah, and then and they'd be like, holy shit. Back to Arizona, it's like if they can get in this tournament, they got the talent they to catch do anything. Fire. You they never catch know. Fire. I mean, I just think that can be said about a lot of teams who yeah. had kind of a rough year who might barely get in. Yeah. Um, just because none of the teams that everyone considers good who are in the top 10 or whatever are yeah. really any good at all. I agree. Yeah. I mean, people like Maryland's lost a couple games in a row. <clears throat> people are just losing left and right in the top 10 every week. Like Kentucky just lost Tennessee. Every night you look at college basketball like scores, there's going to be a top 10 upset. It looks like, every I mean, night. damn near every time you check, it's like all the ranked teams lose. lose. You know what I mean? All. Damn near every single time. You're right about that. So that's our college basketball takes for the week. I think we'll get more into it next week, of course, after the tournament. Yeah, I mean, I'll be at that Patsol tournament. I'll probably have my thoughts on that. Conference um, tournaments, we'll get after it then. Um, I'll be watching the AC tournament like crazy. Probably the Big 12 and the Big East tournament. Leave you with the Pac-12 because, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're more of an expert on that stuff. Um, but the last thing we want to talk about, I know it's off season. You guys have to think about everyone talks about football 24-7. But the boy... The GOAT himself, TB12. Where is homeboy going to end up next year? He's 43 years old. He wants 25 million, 25 to 30 million. He's 43. Um, you know, Who's I think that fucking money. I don't think the Patriots are. Here's the thing I think the really. I'm not sure he's that great anymore, to be honest. He wasn't that great last year. No. But he also was thrown to fucking Chris Hogan and Nikhil Harry, who. I don't know what the fuck happened to Kill Harry, but he was god yeah, awful. Yeah, I mean, but so I really think the only chance he has to win is with San Francisco. Oh, this I think I think you nowhere yesterday, dude. Yeah, you plug him in. You know that report coming out. San Francisco's interested, which I've got a roommate. He's a diehard Niners fan. Yeah. Biggest Niners fan I ever met, and he doesn't want Brady at all. He's big on Jimmy G. Thinks Jimmy G does just enough. Doesn't fuck it up badly. But like they don't even give Jimmy G that many like chances. No, to go the coaches games. don't trust him. And but when he did, like again, I know in the Super Bowl it was whatever. But against New Orleans in New Orleans that game, he played awesome. Okay, New Orleans he, was a shootout. He threw a three yard dump down to George Kittle. That was the winning play. That's Jimmy G's play of the season. So let's not get it out of control. Jimmy G you could have thrown that pass. 
Oh, I can throw a lot of passes. Yeah, but, I got a rocket. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think if Brady were to go there, you know, with that defense, the best defense in the league, you've got the best tight end in the league, in my opinion. George Kittle, a yeah. really good running back tandem of like three guys who are all super fast. I mean, most are Breida Coleman. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Brady, you plug him in there. I think, you know, that's his best chance to win. You kind of look at, like, when Peyton Manning went to your Broncos. You know, that's kind of how it, it was. They it had was a good one year. They had a fantastic defense, but yeah. they won a Super Bowl because he didn't really need to do all that. He, he just couldn't. Shit. Yeah, he just didn't need to make mistakes. I mean, Peyton Manning's one of the top, greatest quarter, top five quarterbacks of all time. And he had a marshmallow arm by the time he went to the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, and that's the even, you know, if there's any difference between Garoppolo and Brady, which I think there's a lot right now. But the main thing for me yeah. is when the Niners are looking at it is Brady will not make as many He's mistakes. game manager now yes. more than Jimmy G is. Jimmy G threw, you know, I think he was like 18 touchdowns, 13 picks. Yeah, he wasn't great. He wasn't great. I mean, he there was, was a great. lot of bad I mean, passes. Jimmy G is the suaviest motherfucker in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, Let's get this right. This yeah. guy can sell jerseys. The women love Jimmy G. You know the women also love? Dad Tom Brady. Yeah, no. That dude's going to sell jerseys too. And he's probably going to win any more football games. But if he's not going to the Niners, I really think he's going to go here. The Chargers. The Chargers. In L.A. They can't sell any season tickets, dude. Like, no. zero. But do you I think, think they have, like, over be a third of their season tickets they can't sell? Do you think that could be a reason why Brady wouldn't go there? No. I, I mean, aren't LA, Char- Like, I think L.A. Yeah, but they're, they're not, not the Rams, though, bro. No, the Chargers have always been the little brother. Like, I know. I mean, they've never sold tickets but like when if, they're in San Diego. If you're the Chargers and Brady wants the money... Because he's, they feel like he's been slighted his entire career, taking pay cut, pay cut, pay cut. If you're the Chargers, you're like, we're going to give you $33 million a year or whatever they can afford it. The most they can afford. And Tom Brady's like, let me just think about it. Going to L.A. I'm not going to fucking Tampa Bay or some random place. Um, I'm going to go to L.A. It's the media capital of the world right now. I can do other side ventures. And... Chargers, dude, they had a bad season last year. Would they make the playoffs with Brady? I think so. I don't think so. Their defense is pretty good. How much better is he than Phillip Rivers right now? Dude, P. Rivers last year was terrible. He was bad. He but was throwing four picks a game. Brady doesn't but do I mean, that. Who's he, who's he really throwing it to? Keenan Allen. Oh, yeah, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. <laughs> Keenan Allen's pretty good. He's pretty solid. They got some good players. They got Melvin Gordon in the backfield. Melvin Gordon's not even that good. And they got Austin Eckler. Melvin Gordon's probably ten times better than Sonny Michelle was last year. Yeah, no, Melvin Gordon's definitely. I mean, they hit, Patriots had zero run game last year. What do you think about the idea of the Giants? I've heard that thrown Ooh. out there. I don't know if you'd do it because I don't know if you go and replace Eli after Eli beat you twice in the Super Bowl. I think that might be a little bit of a bad look. I think the Patriots will never recover from that. Like, the Patriots fans, they'd be like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? If he went to the Giants, they had the do perfect you think season. with Saquon? Oh, they would be much better. And then Danny Jones can, like, would stay they make the, Would they make the playoffs in the NFC, though? I don't think so. The NFC East is garbage. They might. Yeah. They might. Cowboys got a ton of talent, too. I and mean, they might Cow- turn on Cowboys some Cowboys are the Cowboys. Wentz might be pay, healthy. They got to pay Dak. Wentz and the Eagles as a whole were super unhealthy. They oh. had just terrible luck. Zero running back. There's zero a good receivers. chance they come back in our playoff team. Yeah. I mean, that team was – they almost did make the playoffs, didn't they? Didn't they make did Yeah, they, they did make the playoffs. Yeah, they barely got them. in. The yeah. Seahawks beat them. I'm a Seahawks The wild card game. It was uh, – yeah, we'll see. But did the Cowboys got a lot of financial things. They got Amari Cooper is going to be a free agent here Dak. pretty soon. Dak is the big one. Do you keep Dak or let him walk? I think you got to keep Dak. You got to keep Dak. I if think you're going to keep Zeke, you got to keep Dak. Dak's definitely in the better half of quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. I think he's a top 15 guy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. young as could be. 
Um, yeah. The dude, you know, plays the type of game that the game, that you know the quarterback position is transforming into with being able to run a little bit. Yep. Um, and he's I think he's nails. only he's only going to get better. Yeah. And I think you know um, I just don't really know who else you're going to get. I'm not you know I wouldn't say you bring Brady in there. I mean I've heard that thrown around. I've heard that Jerry Jones would be the owner to bring his like put his dick down on the table and be like, guess you just bring in Brady for I don't give a shit about taxes, dude. I'm gonna fuck the luxury. Yeah. Here it is. My dick's on the table when they go meet out. And, like, where are they meeting in all the owners? They meet down in Florida, don't they? Yeah, yeah. For their owner meeting, he walks in, does a little Jerry Jones strut like McGregor in the fucking octagon. He comes out and he goes, hey, guys, Brady, just signed him. Puts his dick on the table. All the other owners would piss. Because it's, it's like a big dick contest for the owners. You guys are all billionaires, yeah, no, basically. Yeah, yeah. All of them want to sign, like, that one guy, even though they don't know that much about football. And Jerry Jones is also the GM. So he has the power to be like, I mean, they all have the power, but... And the pedigree would be like, yo. But the difference is, I think Dak is better than Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion. Yeah, and I so I, while I could see the Niners making, I couldn't really see him doing it. But I would understand more if they did it. I don't think the Cowboys should. The guy Because I don't think Dak's that. the problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was Jason Garrett the problem? Yeah, I mean, we'll see with Mike McCarthy. Yeah. I don't think he's much better. It's like, I mean, Mike he McCarthy, won he won one Super Bowl. But, I mean, he's had Aaron Rodgers for God knows how many years. But is Rodgers that good of a like, teammate, dude? Are we, are we going there right now? I don't know, dude. It's I mean, Rodgers. There's a good a chance. There's a, here's my thing. Is Rodgers the Kyrie Irving of the NFL? He could be. That he is could a be. great topic yeah. to talk about next week. Yeah. I, I like, would go he, all in on Kyrie Irving, and you know I will. I've watched Kyrie Irving since he was 17 years old at St. Patrick's School in New Jersey because he went to Duke and he was the number one guy. We'll get to it next week. We'll postpone that topic for the next podcast because I can rant about Kyrie for an hour long. Yeah, no, and I think they're similar. I mean, both uber talented, maybe, you know, the most I mean, talented. Rogers probably a little bit. Actually, both want they're to probably the most ring. talented individual at their position when it comes to I mean, Kyrie with the best handles in the He's league. He's got a handle. Unbelievable jump shot. Got a great shot I mean, maker in the paint. The most talented point guard, I think, maybe of all time, besides like AI. Oh, dude. Okay, uh, we got you. But, uh, no, you. No, talent doesn't equate to like greatness, though. It doesn't equate to winning. God, that's that's the saying. hottest take. I, I might, you might be on fire over there, bro. That is the hottest take I've ever heard. What? That he's most talented. That he is the most talented point guard. In no, the I ever. think I think when you look at like what he's got in his bag, it might be the most talented. Oh, he's ever. got a lot in his bag. But yeah, but it doesn't equate to like because you know winning NBA games necessarily. Because he's nasty. Which I think can be said about Aaron Rodgers. He's the most talented person to ever play the quarterback position. Dude, when you watch Aaron Rodgers roll to the right and then throw it across his body about forty-five yards on the string and you're like yeah, I mean Mahomes I guess you could say Mahomes is going to be better I, mean, I think Mahomes he's is better yeah I think Mahomes is better too Dude, Mahomes but before is Mahomes I just was the most if they give Mahomes the money they're going to have to give Mahomes the money but if they just put like decent players around him like I don't think Kansas City I think they can win at least three or four more Super Bowls oh no absolutely okay. I think Mahomes might go down as the greatest go. time yeah Tom Brady needs another one just I mean, they got to get back Sammy Watkins, yes. keep Tyreek Hill. I do. Fuck Sammy Watkins. Let's Sammy I thought Watkins. Sammy Watkins was good. He, he was good for like four or five games in the mm-hmm. season. He just disappears other games. You keep got to keep Tyreek. You got to keep Kelsey. If you can afford all three of those guys, I think you're fine. You know, you're going to have to pay the running back because Damian Williams, like, eh, he's a good, you yeah, know. He's not going to want much money. He's not going to want, he's not deserve that much money. He yeah. killed me on the fans team. And then you try to get, you know, the defense even better. I mean, Frank Clark is a good piece. Chris Jones. Um, yeah. But we'll see what happens this next year. NFL free agency starts March 18th. Tampering officially starts March 16th, even though everyone knows, just like the NBA, everyone's been tampering for the last month. Okay, guys. Well, I think that's enough NFL talk for this week's pod. 
I think we're going to wrap it up here. Make sure to rate and subscribe, and we'll catch you all next week. Thanks again for listening.